Okay, let's see. Open line. Open line. <laughs> I like how you've been stalling. <laughs> yeah, think, unfortunately, damn it, though, think. I, unfortunately, though, I've also been talking, so I haven't been thinking during that. Um, well, this is only the most important episode of 2021 because it's the last episode of 2021. So, mm-hmm. we started mid-year with the worst, and now we're ending the year with the worst. <laughs> if if you're expecting better out of this show, think again. <laughs> but, if you want to see how bad it can go off the rails tonight, stick around for this rousing episode of Beer, Blues, and B.S., Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that clearly believes that the world's not going to get better just because the calendar changed. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Happy New Year, brother man. Yes, I'm here. We're, we're here. What else would we be doing on New Year's Eve, right? What else? What else would we be doing other than being here providing entertainment? So I'm doing all right. How are you doing? You know, Kidder, I, I'm in a bit of a curmudgeon mood. I'm not going to lie. And no, it's not because like a New Year's or that. It's just Howard's a bit curmudgeon-y. You know, it's uh, New Year's Eve, which means, uh, well, because my wife is or worked Christmas um, tomorrow, then we are celebrating Christmas at our place, which means that uh, I got cooking I got to do, I get. I'm in for a long day uh, tomorrow, so I'm curmudgeon mm. mm. Right. See, for for me, I'm I'm glad Christmas is done. I mostly hate Christmas, and I I don't really know why. I just uh, maybe the, just the magic is gone. Maybe that's what it is. 
or maybe that everything is just more expensive now. <laughs> what, what do you mean the magic's gone? I gave you a wonderful Christmas gift. Must be coming in the mail. <laughs> or is it just your presence? Is that what it is? No, no. It, it, it's wonderful. In fact, Peter, it, it actually, you see how the uh, this, this part of my desk curves? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your gift is just on the other side of this wall. Oh, it's a black hole. Awesome. <laughs> like your soul, Kidder. Like yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I should thank so, you. You you tossed that one right up there. I just had to swing and knock it out of the park. You're you are correct there, my brother. You are correct. And so that deserves a beer. <laughs> How about we open up the fridge? See what's in here. Oh, we got this one. Let's let's do this one tonight. It is a uh, proudly brewed in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Summit Brewing Company, Dakota Soul, as you can see there. Look at that. It's got the windmill and and the, the birds on it flying away and Tatankas. Look at that. Uh, let's see. Mother Nature doesn't want your empties. Please recycle 12 full ounces of beer. And uh, oddly enough, even though this is made in St. Paul, which is home of the Minnesota Mild, well, would you look at that? You can't. Oh, oh it focused. Oh, look at that. The Ball Corporation Aluminium right here. Yes. Your Colorado Avalanche still sneaking into Minnesota Territory. Oh, does it have anything else on here that... Uh, uh, no, the, the warning and uh, Midwest style craft lager, and it's made with North Dakota barley. So there, there's that one. So, uh, let's go ahead and open it up and, uh, cheers to the final night of 2021 and on to the 22 as it were. So yeah, that's got uh, a nice uh, aroma to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. It's a nice easy drinker. You get that barley taste in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a water with barley and hops. That's good. And if you like that saying, you can pick up the shirt of me saying it right now on our website, beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch 20% off the holiday sale. Use the code B three holiday on your checkout. And look at that. There's a graphic right there and everything that says our coupon code. Yeah. Sale goes on through tomorrow. So the final hours I had to throw that plug in right away. Just while we, have the people listening and watching. What do you have this evening there, Jacob? Well, what I have on tap, and see, getting better at being this uh, podcast professional. I at least got the segment title in. <laughs> some, some poor schmuck is going to be like, is this what's on tap? I don't know. They didn't say it. Kidder didn't say it. He's just talking about his beer. Yeah, I just was drinking. It's tasty. Mm -hmm. So what is on tap? What's on the tap at Howard's? Well, this might explain why Howard maybe is partially um, 
curmudgeoning. It, uh, for those of you who watched or listened to last week's episode, you know that Howard did not go out and buy a festive beer to punish himself with uh, for the Christmas episode. So Howard may have gone out and bought, you know, six winter-themed beers to punish Six himself. winter beers! Yeah, over the next six weeks. So... That'll Winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, they're actually uh Willikers had a seventh one, and like I I debated do I just grab that one as well, but I think you I should have, and then doubled it up a couple shows just to get it over with quicker. You know, I yeah, I thought about it, but uh anyway, I'm enough stalling. So I am drinking the Shiner seasonal. Holiday cheer beer. Hold that up. And uh, so, well, of course, it has the basic things on here. Every drop of Shiner is brewed in Shiner, Texas. Brewed with peaches and pecans. So, uh, I'm going to probably <laughs> love this. Uh, 5.4% alcohol by volume has a lovely description here on the back. Uh, happy or tis the season for cheer. Happy holidays from the little brewery in Shiner, Texas. We hope you enjoy your Shiner cheer. An old world Dunkelweizen brewed with Texas peaches and roasted pecans. The multi flavors of this dark wheat flavored ale are enhanced through the use of malted barley and wheat. And Krausing in Krausening? Krausening? For being a German, I don't speak much German. All the German, German I know ever. I learned All the German I learned I learned from Indiana Jones films. So, you know, I can say Schnell Schnell the Americaner is here and that's <laughs> That's about it. Uh, anyway, and uh Krausening, IPA Rob, you can correct me on this later. Um Anyway, it ensures the smoothness that makes the subtle peach and pecan flavors all the more satisfying. May your days be merry and bright, and your shiner be cold. Give one to someone you love, or depending on how Howard feels about this, to someone who probably deserves it. I bet Farva already has drank a six-pack today. Farva probably already drank a six-pack in the time it took me to read that description. <laughs> yeah, he, he drove to the, the brewery, got him, and then drank him. <laughs> well, I can so definitely it's a- say it smells of peaches. Hmm. Kind of actually, you know, so with the barley and the peaches, it kind of smells. I don't know if you've ever had, like, peach oatmeal. But that that's the uh, the smell I'm picking up. It smells very much like peach oatmeal. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, cheers to you, Kidder, with this holiday cheer beer. Yeah, you definitely can get the peach. Not so much the pecan. Oh, there it is. Mm. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's like it, well, it's like like it, like it drove up from Texas just to hit you in the face. Well, yeah, it, it's uh, like it, it starts off peachy, 
with maybe like a slight like bitterness in the middle of the peach. It's like smooth, then a little hint of bitter, then smooth. And right when you're like, there's no pecans in this, then it like punches you with like a buttery aftertaste. Hmm. Does the second sip make it better? I didn't say the first sip was bad. No. It's definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Did it hit you as hard on the second sip then? How about that? Did it hit you as hard? Uh, not as hard. I kind of knew what I was expecting. So, um, not bad. Not bad. I, I'll put it this way. Of all the weird, crazy, seasonal beers I have drank on this show, this one's probably the most tolerable. How's that? Hmm. That's that, that's the Howard we, review. We got a winner. We're going out of the this year on a strong note. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, again, okay. Kidder, I think we Good. need that, like, scoreboard where we're ranking these. Because I put this definitely, like, above, like, Black O'Lantern and that pumpkin ale I drank, you know? Hmm. It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> you know, on, on, on this one, I would give it a f- uh, four out of five. I mean, especially for using North Dakota barley, since my uh, my grandpa used to grow Durham and barley back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty good beer <sighs> when I had that. it on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget which episode that one is. That was one of the early ones. Well, I'm sure that uh, somebody in our audience has seen it, <clears throat> Lane, and so he could probably tell us. Or maybe not. if you didn't skip through it, probably did. Probably just like Farva. That's all right. Thanks for watching or listening, whoever you are and wherever you might be. And whenever this is again, you're tuned into beer blues and BS right here on uh, this insert channel name here, <laughs> whether it's YouTube or any of the million audio versions. Thanks for joining us. Go to beerbluesbs.com. All your show, everything of Beer Blues and BS right there. You know, Kidder, um, I know we have a full run sheet, but, uh, you know, it's New Year's, and the usual tradition is to make a uh, a New Year's resolution. I don't know if you usually partake in that, but uh, might be good to, to, to have a couple. And so uh, I'll, I'll ask you if you have any, but I'll, I'll, don't worry. I will go first. I will give you time to think <laughs> since I am springing this on you. Uh, my, my New Year's resolution uh, this year, especially in regards to the podcast, is, damn it, this year, in 2022, we will get the gentleman from Indiana on an episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. I don't know. That's what we said in 2021. And I mean, here we are. You know, there there is still time because it's not midnight yet. But. I, yeah, no, we're, we're going to make it happen. He will be on this show in 2022. Maybe it will happen. He just doesn't want to make it happen. I, at this point, at this point, it's now just like insulting. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he's actually one of the first people we invited on the show. Yeah. You know, 
Like episode one comes out, we invite him on the show. Like he's like third because you know brother Nico, rude boy Kyle, mm-hmm. they were on episode five, which we recorded before the first show aired. So technically, gentlemen from Indiana, you're the third person we ever invited on this show, yeah. and you said you would come, and you so far have stood us up. It hurts, man. It hurts. I'm gonna cry. In you know, buddy, I gotta. Sit- yeah, you, good job. Good job. You're making him cry in his peaches and barley and water. Come on now. So I do have to mention, since now we're bringing out the the guilt machine here <laughs> for this certain gentleman. So on my way home from work tonight, I uh, decided to get some dinner from our local establishment, Eat Thai. We've talked about it on the show before, uh, specifically with the Midnight Rocker. Uh, but I've been craving it for a while, so ended up placing the order and uh, to, for pickup on my way home. So stopped in. Yep, my uh, order's ready. Order for Mark. And uh, a couple of the gentlemen right there at the front are getting everything ready to go. I mean, there's a lot going on, a lot of orders, and there are people in the restaurant uh, getting things, whether it's their takeout or eating there, everything, right? And uh, they're checking the, the ticket to make sure everything's there. Had a couple of the, uh, uh, tried the, the was it Thai lime tea and then uh, the uh, other, one of the other drinks. I, I can't remember uh, what it is. So they're getting those ready. And hey, wait a minute. <clears throat> You're you're that radio guy, aren't you? You used to be on the radio, right? Uh, yep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Mark. Hey, uh, uh, my my cousin's a midnight rocker. Oh yeah, we we uh we talked about it a little bit ago on the episode. Yeah, yeah. That I saw it. I I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And uh, so we talked a little bit uh, a little bit more while he was getting the drinks together and. Uh, uh, how long have you guys been doing this? Oh, it's been a while, you know. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we hope you guys like it. And, you know, yeah, we uh, talked about eat Thai on the show and how good the food is. Yeah, I caught that, too. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to us. So, again, a shout-out from us here at uh, the Triple B, the local establishment Eat Thai. If you want some fantastic food, make sure you check out Eat Thai and uh their whole menus on the website too, if you want to check out what they have to offer. But uh, some delicious food. Why are you shaking your head? I didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> no, I I'm more like again Howard's curmudgeonly tonight. But uh, mm. here it is. You get like recognized. You know, <laughs> you would have too if you were there, but you weren't there. No, you're correct. I wasn't there in my dinner. For like the second time that we've had on this show on podcast night, my dinner came burnt. This time, courtesy of Wings and Rings. How do you mm. burn pulled pork? I don't know. They did it. <laughs> so Kidder gets recognized, <laughs> and all these great guys gets burnt. Maybe maybe pork. they recognized you, and that's why you got burnt pulled pork. <laughs> I didn't even go in. My wife picked it up. I ordered it online. It uh, maybe yeah. they, they maybe they know your name already. They're like, ah, 
it's that that guy and that phone number. Let's burn his food. I don't know. So, I guess the moral of the story is go south and go eat Thai because why not? I think the moral is don't eat with Howard on podcast night. Hmm. Well, we're going to have to break that. And I will say that's not true because on the, the special edition shows that we do, the food seems to be good. Yeah, those have been fine. This is just, as I said, it's like the second like night in recent, uh, hmm. you know, weeks where it's like, because last time, like, they burnt bacon. And that was um, five guys. They burnt the bacon on my cheeseburger. <laughs> how do you burn? Uh, I mean, I guess I know how you burn bacon, but when you cook a lot of bacon, you should be able to. And also then where's your quality standards? I understand you don't want to waste food, but you know, who goes, well, I burnt the shit out of these four pieces of bacon. Going to put it on this guy's burger. I mean, who does that? That sucker's black. Ah, it's just like his soul. Let's put it on that damn hamburger. It's fine. He looks like he'll enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, if we make that like your soul joke like two or three more times, we could have a drinking game going. <clears throat> well, at the least, we'll make another T-shirt that'll be for sale soon at BeerBluesBS.com. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You, you'll be glad to know, Kidder. I have like two post-it notes at my desk because, you know, I listen to the, the shows for the time codes at work. I have two post-it notes full of shirt ideas. Hmm. This is going to be good for the next six months or six weeks. <laughs> it, it depends on how quickly I, you know, make these. Not that I'm like making super crazy designs, but uh, yeah. So keep an eye on the merch store. If you, if you haven't found something yet that you like, give us time. Give us time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like uh, lifeguard training. Only you can prevent forest fires. Now available at beerbluesbs.com. Or as I mentioned earlier, the uh, barley and hops. I'd like a water shirt. You can you can get that. Two designs. Thanks to Howard. Oh. Couldn't decide which one, so just put both of them up. So really, the choice is yours and yours alone. So there's that and uh you were asking me about resolutions and whatnot uh, in the past i have made resolutions and then typically the universe gives me the finger and goes the other direction so i try and stay away from resolutions just because then it gives the universe something to try and uh, torment me with <clears throat> so i try and stay away from them uh i try not to be negative about everything but with all of the dumb shit that happens, I'm like, you know, is it worth fighting and trying at this point? No. Okay. So we just live, try and be decent on to the next. You know what I mean? So the calendar flip and we will see what the next year has in store. Okay. Many well, different you, things are possible. Well, well, maybe if you don't want to make a resolution, let me put it this way. Do you maybe mm -hmm. have a goal 
for us on this podcast. Is there something that Mark Kidder would like to see us try to achieve? Yeah. Knowing full well we'll probably won't, but you know. Try to try to make well, this as New Year's-y as possible. Yeah, okay, let's make it cheery and New Year's and like, yay, at the end of the year. Uh, I would love to see us make it big so that uh, we can pay off our debts <laughs> from doing this show. Get some better equipment. Not that there's anything you know wrong with this uh, microphone or whatnot, but maybe uh, better set dressings. You know, some accent lighting or something. A few different, you know, things that we can do to improve, like increasing the uh, internet bandwidth for both of us. Right? I know you got a tree and a fireplace. I I see hey, you pointing. Excellent. And look the, at this. the desk. Look at this. Yeah, Howard changed his setup for tonight. I, I see that, but, yes. but great. But I'm using both of my lights because I want to be equally lit, right? I, I truthfully get her. I, I, I prefer not to get lit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drug free, man. Drug free. I don't know. Your pine looks pretty lit in the corner there. Yeah. Do you like that classy tree stand I have it on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually Junior's yeah. Christmas gift. Mm. So okay. that is actually a present under the tree. The box? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there Just the in, box. There's something. Oh, there's the something. Box. Oh, oh there's okay. Something <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes. I'm that kind of dad. Here you go, son. Here's a box. You're not two yet. You're not going to remember that all I got you was a cardboard it's, box. It's Christmas. true. And I, I mean, the cats love it, too. So <laughs> look, here, here's something. Oh, I want the box. All right. So Merry Christmas. You get a box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I heard that you had a wild commute. What? You didn't tell me anything about it, and I know that you're holding out for this episode. I get it, but you're kind of a bastard like that. So what happened? What? What? What happened? So, so Kidder, this this will make uh, this will make past Kidder cringe. This whole story. Oh God. So uh, last Saturday, I was working hockey. I, not a great game. The century pretty much got its butt kicked by Fargo Davies. It was uh, it was pretty rough. The, in fact, the the really the only thing of note was I got to see probably the most interesting penalty I've called ever in my announcing career, which was so 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 get this Fargo Davies player. Okay, one player gets an interference penalty. Okay. So, you know, delayed penalty. Ref's got his arm up. Shortly after the interference, he gets into a little scrum with a sentry player. So they tack on a coincidentals penalty roughing. So now he's sitting for four minutes. And as he's going to the box, 
he decides to say something to the ref, so he also gets a 10-minute misconduct. He had to sit in the box for 14 minutes. Ha <laughs> ha. And then some other poor player had to come in and sit in the box too to serve the interference. So, yeah. So that was interesting. But that's like the only thing of interest in that game. Sentry kind of got whomped. They didn't even score. It was painful. It was painful to watch. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, while I'm in at the hockey game announcing, uh, it, of course, started... Well, it started snowing on when I went into the game. Continued to snow, as you know. I, I didn't see what the total accumulation was for Saturday. but 1.7 inches. Okay. But because like it had first started falling and was wet, and you know, then the snow comes down, uh, you had some icy conditions. And um, I hop into my little Toyota Matrix and start making my way out of the parking lot and uh, come up to, I, I cut through the Y. So from the VFW through the parking lot to the Y, I have a choice when you come out of the North end of the Y, you can either go left on divide or you can go right on divide. If I go right, I can hop on to Washington and take Washington North um, or I can go left and I can take divide up to Tyler Parkway and then Valley drive to get up into my neighborhood. Looking at the lines, there is a long line of cars going up Washington. And in the parking lot, not so slick. I So I decide, you know what? I just want to go home. I'm going to go left, and we'll see how the roads are. So I go left because, I mean, I could turn just right out of the parking lot, go left. Start on divide, go down the hill. It's fine. Driving along past the golf course, fine. And then there's that hill that you go up divide on the tire parkway. And that's fine. I slip a little, you know, like right towards the top, but I'm fine. And making it through all of that, I'm like, okay, I should be able to make it up Valley. Valley's got quite the hill on it, but I should be able to make it up. I, I didn't really have any problems. And for those who are going, well, of course you should have problems. Howard, you got snow tires on that thing, right? Nah, never had snow tires on it. Never needed snow tires on it. Drove it in the mountains of Montana and then put snow tires on it. We got no snow tires. Yeah. So anyway, driving along, and uh, there's quite a few cars out in that part of town. And going up Tyler Parkway, turn on the valley, and I am like, there's like five of us who are about to attempt the hill in Valley. I'm the middle car. The two cars in front of me both have four-wheel drive. I have a sedan behind me. Actually, I think there were six of us. And then there were two other four-wheel drive cars. For some reason, the two four-wheel drive cars in front decide, we're going to snail's pace this. So they're going slower than I would like to go, which is important. I'm about to go up a hill. I need a little speed and momentum. Um, and of course, when you get, I don't know if you have driven Valley Drive. Mm -hmm. Yes. But there's not a lot of turnouts. There's not a lot of places where I could like pull over or things like that. I was pretty much just the bus stop at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And by the time I had passed that was about the time I'm like, 
this is going to be interesting. So going up, and of course, because the two cars in front of me are going slow, needless to say, I end up uh, losing my traction and sliding into the other lane. And I don't get too far because the two SUVs behind that sedan that's behind me decide, well, if we slow down, we're not going to make it. So they decide to hop into the other lane and pass during that. So that forced me to actually step on my brakes and stop. So now I'm stopped in the middle of Valley Drive, halfway up the hill. The uh, the poor sedan behind me kept going in the lane, but he ended up having to stop because I had to stop. I mean, it basically caused the two of us to get stuck on this hill. So after they get past and nobody's coming down the hill, nobody's going up, uh, me, the... I'm like, well, my only choice now is to basically, I can't go up the hill. I got to go down the hill. So I turned my wheels to start going down. Of course, I slid right into the curb in the opposite lane. Like, okay, great, fun. The sedan at that point's like, well, I'm going to back up and go around. I'm like, damn it, now I have to sit here broadsides across. I'm like, oh, please hope somebody doesn't come down this hill. Uh, but he gets turned around. I'm able to get turned around, and now I'm heading back towards uh, back towards Divide. Now, I will admit, probably was not the best decision on my part to go up Valley. I, I will take that one. You know, guilty. That, that, that was me. My fault. My bad. What happens next, Kidder? Well... I was just going to say that once you made it back to the bottom, personally, I would have turned around and then went all the way up it just to prove those assholes wrong. But I know you're you're committed to making it there. So you turned around, you're going the other way. Yeah. Then what happened? Yeah. So I, I take Valley Drive back to Tyler Parkway, get down to the spot and anybody who knows Bismarck. There's a spot where Tyler Parkway basically hits a stop because you have Century coming at an intersection, and the cars from Century don't have to stop. They don't have to stop for cross traffic. This is fine. So I end up stopped there, and uh, lo and behold, Kidder, here comes a sand truck turning onto Century into my lanes. I'm like, Okay, good. You know, because I'm already kind of, you know, white knuckled on this. You know, <laughs> this was more action than I was expecting, you know, but I was I was excited. I'm like, great sand truck. I'm getting home tonight and uh, get at my chance. I turn in. I'm like, there's like the sand truck, one car in my lane and then me and then a truck in the other lane. Okay, this is all important because we get going and there's the intersection that uh, on Century where you would go to turn into, say, like Johnny Carino's. I forget what that street is, but there's that. There is a minivan that has spun out. Probably, I think it was trying to go for the turn, missed the turn because of the ice and is, again, stuck broadside and hasn't been able to back up because nobody is letting because everybody's passing around. So good guy in the sand truck goes, well, I'm going to help him. 
So he holds because nobody's going around the sand truck, kind of blocks both lanes, very much doing a, hey, I'm blocking traffic here so we can get this van out of the way. He hops out, goes to, to help signal this guy and get him backed up. The truck that was behind it and the car in front of me both decide, well, I don't want to sit here. So they both go around the sand truck, nearly hitting the driver and nearly hitting this van that's trying to back up. I'm like, God, people are idiots. So I actually pulled up and therefore blocked the other, so nobody else could do it. So it's like, I, Howard, I will block. I will help you, Mr. Sand Truck, because I need to get home. <laughs> so have that. We get the van, it backs up, goes down that road by Johnny Carino's. Driver of the sand truck gets back in. He takes off. I start rolling forward. All right. We're doing well. We're making progress. Get past the two lights on Century. Start going up the hill by touch mark. And as I'm starting to go up this hill, like as I'm getting past that light, I notice in my lane coming up, because the sand trucks, he, he went zooming past because... He's a sand truck. <laughs> and I was still going slow because it's already like I'm seeing cars and ditches. I'm going slow. I'm getting home. But I see a car in my lane has its hazards on. They have given up. They are stopped. So I need to move into the other lane. So I take a look. Hey, nobody's next to me. Nobody's coming up past me. Sweet. I turn on my signal, I slide on over, continue my speed. The truck, big black truck with a lift kit, which is important to what's about to happen, decides, about damn time this guy gets out of my way, let's gun it, and starts gunning it up the lane. So now, it's a race as he goes charging towards the disabled car, I'm over there, Going at my normal speed, haven't sped up, haven't like still going. I kid you not, Kidder. He gets to the point where he realizes, oh shit, I'm not gonna make it around the orange car before this. So he slams on the brakes, but icy road. So he goes sliding into my lane as I'm going past this car, nearly hits me, nearly runs me off the road. For what? You know, I people are idiots at this time of year when it's the first snow so and it's one of those things like he had enough space you know like when i moved over he could have moved over too yeah well, why would you want to do that you know he's in a truck with a lift kit i know he saw this car i mean how did how, i mean the roads ahead of us were pretty much empty how did you not see this thing Unless he's on his cell phone or anything like that. So get through that incident. See a couple more trucks on sidewalks and such. And I point out their trucks because people who drive trucks, at least in my opinion, Kidder, get this like invincibility syndrome. I have four-wheel drive. I am invincible. Take this ice. And they always end up. Man, in the man, dang, I'll show you what's going on. Man, snow and ash, and just gonna plow through this here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing all of that, but 
And I, I'm telling you, Kidder, it's enough where I'm sitting here contemplating, like, where if I get if I get my matrix to a certain spot, where do I just park and walk home? You know, because at this point, like, especially it's like I've nearly been involved in two accidents. I have nearly witnessed an accident. My nerves are shot because this has all been <laughs> in like 30 minutes. Like I'm I'm. There's I'm, no giving up in driving. Come on. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, there is when you just want to get home safely. You know, I like I, I contemplate like, do I just park at my brother's? That's not a bad spot. It's not a far walk to my home from uh, where he is. There's a couple of churches on the way. Maybe I go there. All of this depending on like what is the condition of Washington. Because so far I've seen Century being bad and all that. But needless to say, I got to Washington. Washington was a lot clearer. Made it up Washington just fine. Made it home just fine. But uh, I kid you not, I, I may have came home and taken a glass and had a four, maybe five-finger pull of ice hole and uh, sat there and just tried to calm myself after that. Because <laughs> that... Uh, maybe I should take you out for a while. We'll have some fun in, in some snow. <laughs> sure. In your car? Fine. <clears throat> I never said my car. Yeah, you're not driving my car. We'll figure it out. No. We'll figure it out. No. Yeah, I need that car. Maybe it's time to uh, upgrade. To... Why? Maybe a Subaru. I listen, Kidder. I I like IPAs. I may even own a flannel shirt, but I'm not hippie enough to own a Subaru. I mean, neither am I. That's normally why I don't talk to other Subaru owners other than Brother Nico. <laughs> yeah, but you own a Subaru. I mean that. that uh, it's not that hippie. Much further up on the hippie scale no. than me. Yeah, but all of the shit that I've been through in those that I've gotten to and from safely, peace listen, of mind. I, hey, <laughs> listen, I have done well in that Matrix. This is like the first really bad experience I've had in the Matrix. Speaking of the Matrix, the new one's coming out soon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I, I'm not a big fan of the Matrix movies. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I uh, I liked the first one, but after that, it was just too much. Um, it was it was too much trying to be like, mm, yes, we're an action movie with great graphics, but we're also very philosophical and clever. Mm -hmm. Look at how clever we are. And I hate movies that do the whole, look at how clever we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see what the next, the the new one is. I, uh, at, at this point, us recording it, have not watched it because it's 12 days before it uh, was released. Of course, when this episode is released, it has been out for nine days. And so I, most likely will have watched it by now because it'll be on HBO Max, which means I don't have to go to the theater. 
very important and I don't have to pay to see it also very important so we'll uh, we'll see how it is so stay tuned for future episodes of beer blues and bs when i'll probably discuss it and see how philosophically awesome they are your <laughs> high hopes i mm, i don't that's that's one of those that when people start like i hear they're making a, a fourth matrix i'm like why I think this is another trilogy, if I'm correct. The start of another trilogy. Why? Spaceballs 2! The search for more money! Or the quest for more money? I can't remember the line. <clears throat> but hey, Mel, yeah. Mel Brooks is making a uh, History of the World Part 2. I saw that. Yeah. So I can try and watch it and fall asleep to that one, too. You fell asleep to the history of the world part one. You don't, you don't remember me that? I mean, you were sitting like two seats away from me. <laughs> it's on the uh, I don't. the bus out. Oh, that wasn't history of the world. That was uh, Life of Brian. I thought they played that history a of the Python world as well. No, because I fell asleep during Life of Brian, and I, I mm-hmm. swear that. Uh, it was played, and then somebody realized which movie it was, and then it was turned off. No, no. Uh, the only movie that I know of that ever got turned off on a bus trip was Return of the Jedi. That was because there were a bunch of heathens on the trip who were like, this is boring. Mm. So then we had to watch some stupid romantic comedy. Mm. Interestingly enough, I uh, I was not on that bus trip, as far as I know, because I don't remember saying that. <clears throat> or I was asleep. Could have happened. Um, God, which bus trip was that? That might that might have been a FOFA hmm. bus trip. Hmm. I spent a lot of time on a bus as a high schooler. They kind of all blurred together. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That happens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's this uh, murder bird thing? You got yeah, some like uh, bird that wants to kill you in in your neighborhood. No, you, you no, move into it, somebody's turf, and the bird's like, "Welcome to the hood, bro." No, kill you. no, uh, no, kidder. Uh, this is actually more of a, a complaint. See, a couple of years ago, uh, I, I reported a murder in my backyard. You told me it was out of your jurisdiction, so you didn't uh, you didn't do anything about it. Okay, damn bird's back. It's killed two on my driveway in this week. The bird so, murderer is back? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. I mean, and I've sent you a picture of him because he returned to the scene of the crime one time. So, Kidder, I want to know, when are you coming out of retirement to catch this <laughs> cold-blooded killer? <clears throat> I can neither confirm nor deny these or any other allegations at this time. Uh, these were neither. Uh, none of this wasn't allegations. This is a question. It sounds like a sounds the like an allegation. People want the hard hitting facts. They want to know when is Hitter going to solve the case of the murder bird? Well, son, let me tell you, it's going to be one of those cases. It's going to take some time. 
I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, so... We're gonna have to see. So you just stand by, Padre. I'll keep you up to date. That... that does it. I'm starting a new group. Bird's Lives Matter. There will be protests peacefully outside your home until this is resolved. <laughs> That's good. There aren't enough birds in our neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Man. folks, for the political joke, but I couldn't help myself on that one. That was just, that was too easy. It was just up there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, <clears throat> is there anything more with that? Just, you, you have no I, suspects, you have no leads, no blurry photographs. Is it Sasquatch? N- nothing? <laughs> Uh, I, I have a blurry photograph, and um, you better believe future Howard's already put it up as I was talking about this. Yeah, all right. Mm. Yeah, no, not not much to say, Kidder. I was out trying to figure out why some of my Christmas lights didn't light up after I'd already tested them in the garage, and they had been fine. And uh, I was walking back in my driveway and <laughs> pile of feathers and a bloody carcass, and I was just like, mm. Mm. yeah, so... Some hey, some see. hawk is killing small birds and eating them on my driveway. Mm. I think it's uh, actually the bird running into said Christmas lights and being electrocuted and shooting out in an arcing fashion into the uh, latter part of your driveway. See, it didn't even take that long. I solved it for you. Except for the blurry f- photo that Teacher uh, Howard had already put up that shows a hawk standing over the corpse of the second. Can neither confirm nor deny these are any other allegations that I may or may not have seen this photograph. I haven't sent you that one. I sent it to you the last time because that was, I, if I recall, Kidder, it was very much, I'm like, I'd like to report a murder and I sent you the photo from my backyard of this dead bird and you're like, I don't. I forget what you responded, but it wasn't. And then it came back, and so I had a photo of the hawk eating the dead bird, and I sent that hmm. one to you. I'm like, the killer has returned, and you're just like, it's out of my jurisdiction. I uh, nothing I can do. Sounds like an NMP right there. Hmm. You want to take a guess at what that is? I I don't have no idea. That's uh, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you very much. She'll be here all night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, that that's all. It's uh hmm. Kidder, uh for a little behind the curtain for our audience. I had more topics. Like at the beginning of the week I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a jam-packed show. I got all these things to talk about." And uh by the time Thursday rolled around and I'm like, "Ah, I should get the run sheet out." All I could remember was the wild drive and the murder bird. And for the audience, Kidder is now leaving. It is just me flying solo. I'm going to have to look out for hawks. I had something important to do for a second there. I apologize. Yeah, you uh, you had a lot of stuff, and then when it came down to crunch time, nada. I it, I just had forgotten it. Like, all of these good stories, all of these, oh, I'm going to bring this up. Oh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, all I could remember was the wild drive and the murder bird. That yeah. was it. That's been a week. It's all good. Uh, I know it's been a, a bit, and I don't have it on 
the rundown for tonight, but just as you're talking about remembering things you want to talk about, just want to bring this up uh, about our brother Smalls. Uh, he's had a lot of uh, good things where he went through some uh, rehab after his hospital stay and uh, things looking up actually went home, but uh, has since had to go back into the hospital uh, after discovering that he suffered a heart attack and uh, has been having some other uh, health issues. And so he's, uh, as of this recording, back into the hospital and we wish Brother Smalls well. If you'd like to join in on the uh, donation to try and help offset his uh, health costs, you can uh, check out the link here. Uh, we have the fancy graphic on the bottom of the screen with the address if you'd like to help Brother Smalls uh, offset his uh, recovery costs there for, you know, being in the uh, hospital. So, and all of us wish you the best for a continuous recovery. And uh, congratulations, too, on uh, losing a lot of weight. So, I know that's one thing that he's really happy about uh, and, and proud about is losing uh some of the pounds so yeah very very happy for your brother smalls so wish you the best hope you're feeling better soon and you know we'll uh, hopefully get you on the show one of these uh, days as well when you're feeling a little better and get your spirits up a little bit more because uh I know maybe being on the show might bring your spirits up but uh, some might say that being on the show <laughs> might bring your spirits down so Anyway, uh, if you can, uh, I know he would appreciate it. Uh, so just uh, give, if you can, the link here on your screen. And for those of you listening and you're like, uh, Ketter, there's no screen here. It's just, you know, the audio version. Click on the show notes and you'll get the link in the show notes. And to make it convenient for you on the video version, so you don't have to type, go down there in the show notes. You can. Click the button and it'll take you there too. click the link. So, all right, let's get back on track. Get this show rolling, as it were. Um, we talked about it on the episode that's released on tonight on the 10th as we're recording this. But of course, now New Year's Eve, when this is airing Cowboy Bebop talked about it. And now the live uh, or not live, but the uh live action show has been canceled not even what 30 days since it was released something like that your reaction howard blues um you know i knew that it wasn't doing well um because when we talked about it on uh, that previous episode and if you want to hear that uh that episode what is that? That's 36, the Russian black cat, which also featured the local geek. Uh, I was talking about how I was trying to make it through the anime series because this live action was coming out and I wanted to get hyped for it because the trailer for the live action actually had me interested in it. Um, and I'd always heard the Cowboy Bebop was good. And I, I, believe if I recall from that episode, I, I kind of said I was I was having a tough time getting through it. It just wasn't living up 
to the hype that everybody had kind of ever played this up to. So that said, this live action version had a lot of hype that it had to go against. It's a much beloved series. So if it wasn't perfect, you knew the fans weren't going to be there. And I think that's part of what happened. And, you know, it's a sci-fi series. So anytime that you have a sci-fi series where you're going to have to have, you know, spaceships and a lot of CGI work and all of that, I mean, that's an expensive show to produce. So if it's not bringing in the ratings, it's going to get the chopping block real fast. And I think that's what you're seeing here is it didn't pull the ratings that Netflix was looking for. And, uh, it's uh, it's not going to get uh, any more episodes. So yeah, that's understandable. Um, as a, a slide over to Paramount Plus and uh, talking about other shows, Star Trek Discovery, which season four is currently airing. Um, yesterday, season or the fourth episode of season four premiered, <clears throat> and. Uh, they're spending about $8 million per episode. So that's kind of outrageous, especially for the quality of writing that is coming out, because the writing is pretty bad. Every episode's a crisis. The characters are not really lovable. They're more annoying and, I mean, not like other Star Trek characters where when the duty time comes it's uh, i i don't i don't know what i don't know what to do like you're a starfleet officer you're trained for that and the whole excuse the uh, last season of the problems that occurred and they went to the future like the, the whole show is not my favorite will i watch it to try and support it yes do i like it no the visuals are good for the most part. I don't really like the ship designs because they don't really follow any of the other ship designs in all of the previous series. Especially when they started the series, they tried to be in that same time realm and they screwed it up. <clears throat> so, no, I, I don't like the writing. I don't like the extra non-story things that they do to try and develop the characters when they're not actually developing the characters because I still don't know half of the people's names that are on the bridge crew who are supposed to be the core group of characters. Yeah, so there's a few different things. So, uh, Before you yeah. move off of Discovery... Yes. Question for you. Because yes. it, I, I seem to notice that, like with um, Star Trek, there is this fascination of doing series in the past. Like, they, they, you don't see them bringing out, like, Picard, truthfully, is like the first series that they've done where they've said, let's go in the future beyond Generations, Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Let, let's go into the future mm -hmm. of this. But it seems like every other show that they've made in recent years, they've been trying to go back to the original series era. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm curious if you have a theory or a thought on 
why do they keep going backwards instead of ever mm -hmm. going forwards with that series? Part of it goes back to when the original series was canceled. Uh, within the around five to ten years after the original series was canceled, before the motion picture was made, there were two different things that were talked. I mean, two main things that were discussed is number one, doing a Starfleet Academy series. And that idea has been thrown around since then. Like they're still talking about potentially doing it. And what that would involve is taking those characters and following them before the events that you see in the original series at Starfleet Academy, how they meet each other. Basically, the not quite opening scenes, but where the crew starts meeting each other in the 2009 Star Trek movie. That's essentially what it is, except the whole series would be around Starfleet Academy. The idea has been thrown around where they do it with the original series characters. They would do it with the next generation characters. They would do it with a whole other group of people that are just not known. So that idea is still kind of floating around. The second part is that they would do Star Trek Phase 2. And you may or may not have heard that term thrown around. The idea there is that it would be a continuation off of the original series, but it would be like not a 2.0 version, but like a 1.5 version. So the Enterprise comes back after the five-year mission, gets some upgrades, a refit, goes back out for another however many-year mission with updates to the crews, you know, different technology pieces, that sort of thing. The original series, after it was canceled by NBC, moving forward, the Gene Roddenberry pitching it to the studios, Paramount Studio, this is just the studio back in the day, wanted to create a fourth television network because this is before the Fox network. So what Paramount wanted to do is create a big four network. So it would be NBC, CBS, ABC, and the Paramount Network. Their idea was to make the TV series as a flagship show for this network. That would have been phase two. Never panned out because they realized, number one, the money that would go into it, and then number two, all the towers that they would have to put up, all of the other networking that would have to go into it. And this is, of course, back in the late 60s and early 70s, right? So infrastructure is still not that great. So they go, well, we're not going to do that. But this phase two idea, let's take that, rework it into a movie, and we'll make a feature film. That's where the feature film, the motion picture came from. And they were writing the movie as they were filming it, essentially. And they were so far over budget that it was atrocious. There were so many edits, revisions, recuts. That's kind of why the movie, aside from being extremely long, it makes sense. But some points you're like, why would they do this? That's partially why, because the writing is changing as they're filming the movie. The famous uh, piece of the the movie as a whole, they finished filming and then putting the actual reel together, doing the splices of uh, edits and whatnot. The film reel was still 
drying as they transported it to the premiere, the first premiere, and then made the copies and sent them out after the initial premiere because they were working on a sold theater date. Similar things happened with Wrath of Khan, the Star Trek II, where they had a sold date as it's playing in theaters on this date and you need to have it in the theater because back then I guess they held people to deadlines instead of pushing things back six to 12 months. I don't know. One of those things, but uh, yeah, they got it done. And uh, that was, you know, one of the interesting things uh, with how star Trek continued and whether it was a TV series or there, but the second part of kind of your question of, the obsession of going back in time recently is yes, they as in uh, CBS paramount as a conglomeration between mergers or partnerships uh, throughout the years with enterprise and then later rebranded star Trek enterprise with its uh, four seasons that were on and very low ratings because it was a syndicated show and on the um, UPN network, which a lot of people didn't get. So it was syndicated by other TV channels. Uh, Like for me, I try and record it. It wouldn't be on because of something else. So I'd miss a week and there they started doing the story arcs through the seasons. So people lost interest between shows because you miss an episode and you don't know what's going on after the, the second, third and fourth seasons were all arc seasons. And uh, I would say that their fourth season was the best. And they started doing some of the best storytelling that they were doing in the show. And then the show got canceled. So an issue, Uh, why did they go back in time? I think they, they felt that they had been doing the current Trek for long enough i mean at that point it had been 16 ish years that they were doing track i mean let's see next gen premiered in 87 and then the voyager ended in 2001 no it's 2000 so hey you finished the beer (laughs) anyway uh, you know, so doing the math there, the, the new Trek had been on progressing and then the next gen movies were on kind of progressing that storyline and uh, timeline between the next generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. So they felt, well, there's been enough of that. So let's go back in time. You know, to, to my point, it's kind of stupid because you always risk changing history, no matter what you do. Everything else looks different because you look at the ships on on, uh, Discovery seasons one, two, and three, and they all look way more advanced than even the ships, like the bridge sets in the feature films from the next generation. And then they're coming up with all this extra garbage that isn't in canon but now it is, and it works out because we insert this dialogue in there. So it, it more so bothers me that they keep doing stuff like that. Um, the new series, it's called Strange New Worlds. 
that'll feature Captain Pike in command of the USS Enterprise. So this is now before Kirk took command of the Enterprise, which is before the original series, but fits after Discovery. So again, we're still going back. At least with this, there might be some enjoyable storytelling. Uh, I say might be because it's a lot of the same writing that's going on with Discovery. So there's that. But uh, with Picard, even the same thing. Uh, I will give him credit for the actual time passing between Star Trek Nemesis and the amount of years after. So you do the math. Nemesis premiered in 2001, I believe. And or was it uh, 2003, I think. <clears throat> and then um, I have the poster down there. I could look at the actual premiere date. I know First Contact premiered in 1996. So there's that. Uh, anyway, with Picard, they did a lot of the, the same thing. I mean, now they're ultra futuristic where, you know, 30 years has passed. Okay, but you can still keep some of the elements of what makes the core to me star trek still star trek right you know the federation and things looking the way they are having the feel and now it's it's a lot of hyper cinematic hyper uh, special effects storyline that doesn't quite make sense or why people would be doing what they're doing but it's a cause and i need to do it you know any, anybody can draw extra conclusions as to why and how it's important. But is it interesting to me? Yeah, it's great to see those characters again. Is it interesting in the fact that uh, they're ruining those characters? No. Yeah, I, I, I think what you're talking about is kind of the same problem that people had with the, uh, the last Star Wars trilogy. I think you had a lot of people who... You know, it moved forward, yes, but I, people didn't like necessarily how their beloved characters were handled in those. I also yep. know that, you know, I, I think what most people don't quite pick up or or get was it. You know, a lot of one of the big criticisms I get on those on the new trilogy is, well, it's too much like the original trilogy. But if you look at the prequels, they got hammered on. Well, this is too different from the, you know, it's some of that. Yeah, you can't have can't one or the other. Right. You know, it's uh, it's one of those. But yeah, it, you still got to have some decent storytelling uh, with them. So but yeah. uh, looking at the run sheet, not to, to dwell too much more on Star Trek, but I see that you've yeah. been looking at some other. Well, okay, truthfully, Kidder, looking at the run sheet, which the audience can see, Kidder's been watching <laughs> a lot of stuff. Kidder, I think you need a hobby. No, I, I have enough. Uh, I have enough. It, it's all between, you know, time here, time there, time, time here. Uh, I do want to give a Beer, Blues, and BS sports update real quick, though. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
that's for future Howard because I'm sure he's going to want to use use that, right? Yeah, but you know, you just have to say sports update, and he'll go, "Okay, it's the sports update." You don't you don't have to hand wave, you know. He's he's not like a motion sensor. You don't have to clap. He's not the clapper. You know, it's uh, you just have to say the words, and he will go, "Oh, it's a sports update." Mm, okay, we slap that on. Okay. Well, I was just trying to help him in the editing. So then when you're quickly glancing through the timeline, you can see the, okay, there it is. And I can cut that out. Uh, with uh, about 54 seconds remaining in the game, Colorado College to your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux 5. And then... It is now gone final, but uh, in Denver this evening, the Detroit Red Wings visiting your Colorado Avalanche at Ball Arena. And uh, this evening, pretty good game. A couple of scrums, a little bit here, a little bit there. Some good action in the Mile High City. Detroit Red Wings, three. Your Colorado Avalanche, Seven. So good score there. The good guys coming out on top. I know that uh, dinosaur doesn't quite like that being the huge Red Wings fan that he is, but this is an avalanche zone. So go abs go. Uh, also, they popped up uh, an interesting factoid about uh, the abs in the past 14 games. They have scored. 74 goals, which is a a franchise record for the Avs, which is pretty cool. You know, that many goals in uh, that few games. Uh, The other interesting factoid is that it is also an NHL record for the most goals uh, from a franchise in the same period of games since the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins with 76 yes, in the 95-96 season. So, uh, again, I, I said 14 games there is correct, but uh, the Avs have scored 76 goals. And so, like I said, that's the most since Pittsburgh back in, in 94, or uh, what I say, 95-96, yeah. It's like type this big so i'm trying to look at it well i'm trying to say just a graphic that they put up on the screen so there's a quick sports update for you uh as you mentioned i have had the opportunity to watch a, a couple tracks of movies here and there so and some tv i just wanted to mention that um this evening well how about we yeah we're gonna go all over the place just like always on this show so earlier this evening, the Expanse, uh, well, I should say earlier today, the Expanse final season premiere showed up. It has premiered. was able to watch it before the show. Awesome. You know, if uh, the Star Trek writers would take some notes from the Expanse as to how to write a sci-fi series, it would be awesome. Just a quick note. Just so, because, well, just to throw in, The Expanse is based off a book series, a very mm-hmm. well written and beloved book series. Right. Star Trek is just a group of writers and still a writer based group. off of 
Right. Should still be based off of the general principles that uh, Gene Roddenberry laid out with the original series. So, I mean, if, if you stick to the core aspect of how the series should be, then you should be okay. Kind of like how when you stick to how a book or a book series is written and you maintain what the core principles are, then people love it if they love the books or just love sci-fi in general. But if you stray from it, you start adding, taking liberties, then people don't like it. Hmm. Just a thought. Gene, who? But, <clears throat> gosh. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I think the... The murder bird's gonna come for you one of these days. Jeez, <laughs> I told you Howard's in a curmudgeon-y mood. It, I, uh, I know, but you, you got to re- remember, some people call Gene Roddenberry the Great Bird of the Galaxy. So I mean, you brought it on yourself. Uh, <laughs> I'm not worried. Okay, all right. Well, when you start getting haunted from the Great Beyond, don't blame me. Okay. <laughs> I start getting haunted. I'm selling tours of my house. <laughs> we could finally break even on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beer Blues of BS, the ghost tour. <laughs> so um, the first episode of the final season of The Expanse. Loved it. It's a great setting up a lot of stuff happening in the final season. So I hope that they do it right. One other quick note, a lot of these shows, they're only making 6, 10, 14 episodes a season. I'm like, come on. Stop being lazy. I don't know that it's being lazy. I think that they're trying to uh, go with the current viewing habits of people, which is binging. People want to be able to binge a series in a night or two. You know, they don't want to have to you know, spend a long time mm-hmm. on it. And I think that's that's why you're seeing this. It's more of this whole binge-watching yeah. society and less of the... And I get it. I get it. But here's the weird thing, right? So The Expanse, which is an Amazon product now, because Sci-Fi canceled it, Amazon bought it to finish the series, and uh, Discovery and Prodigy and the other upcoming... Uh, Star Trek series, they're all released one episode per week. So it's still like a a standard you need to watch Wednesday night. It's like Star Trek, the new episodes release Thursdays. So they release one episode every week, but it's only several weeks in a row, 6, 10, 14, whatever. Not like the old days when they were making between 18 and 25 episodes for a season. Right. But now what you're you're seeing is, yes, TV still works that way, but people are more likely to go, well, I'm going to wait till the season's done, and then I'm going to sit and binge it and watch yeah. all of it. And so the the sooner your season wraps up, the sooner people are going to binge. Yeah. So then they shouldn't have an excuse and make a season come out sooner than a year apart. Well, that would be the other thing, you know, try and try and keep people relevant to it because mm-hmm. when you take too long between seasons, people get. Yeah. Bored. Like, like Move Dr. On. Who. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't put it on the, on the rundown, but uh, the flux 
six-part mega series just wrapped up last week. It was about a year since the last uh, season wrapped up, and this season aired. Aside from the the uh, New Year's episode from last year, you don't really remember much. I mean, I had to go back and watch the, the holiday up special last year just to catch up a little bit on what was going on. Still didn't really catch up. And then they start this six-part mega series, and you think what's going on, and then in the end, it doesn't really matter. So was the series really necessary? I'm going to say no. Does Howard need to watch it? No. Uh, there are three episodes left of Jodie Whittaker's reign as the doctor. Um, I will say for most of this, uh, series, you don't need to watch it, but there is a fantastic episode with the weeping angels. That one you'll have to watch. Unfortunately, it is series specific, so it's needing to be watched in order of the six episodes, but the overall, I hated the ending of the episode, uh, but the episode itself was, was cool. And then the sixth episode in the, in the flux series was some of the best acting from Jodie Whittaker and the best doctor moments. But in the overall scheme of does this matter to Doctor Who, it was very low. So I'm really hoping the the final three episodes of her tenure are really good. But uh, I'm looking forward to having Russell T. Davies come back in and clean up the show. And he's already started looking for the next Doctor. So... That is happening. I I don't think so. I haven't asked him. Maybe we should create an official Triple B Twitter account and send him a DM and slide into his DM. Say, you find a new doctor? Because there's one right here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's move along. Um, I want to end up coming back to Paramount Plus in a couple minutes, but uh, we'll hop over to Disney Plus for this one, and I won't ruin anything about this. I won't give away any details, but finally sat down and watched the Loki series. Uh, Eight episodes in this first season, eight or ten, and they're, they're all the standard 45 to 60 minute episodes. I didn't know what to expect going in, but it's been very good. And I think that uh, you will enjoy it when you get around to watching it. I want to watch the Hawkeye series just because uh, it intrigues me. I thought about the Winter Soldier series, but uh, that might be one where it's just one of the, okay, there's nothing else to watch. Everything else is done at the moment let's watch that i don't know i don't have a ton of interest in it but i kind of want to see it so overall uh loki very interesting and it reminds me a little bit to a lot of the next series i want to talk about inside job have you heard of this it's a netflix series 
I have not, but uh, okay. We know how much time I get for media. right. Uh, I included the trailer so you can watch the trailer. If anything, for the uh, opening credits theme, because the first time or second time you hear it, you're like, "What?" And then it it's like an earworm; it just grows. I love it, <clears throat> and the uh, the visuals to really make it, and they kind of tell you about the series. So, base base information for you without spoiling anything. Inside job, workplace comedy. It's set in a world where uh, many of these conspiracy theories floating around are real. So it's centered on uh, the American shadow government organization. I love this because they're incognito. So it's Cognito Inc. Right. Uh, So they attempt to control the world and keep the conspiracies secret. Uh, The series follows team led by a tech genius and her new partner as they work in an organization along with some of these other secrets uh, like reptilian shapeshifters, a human dolphin hybrid who is uh, a military commander or general. I think he's is pretty funny. And then uh, the sapient mushroom from hollow earth. So yes, the earth is hollow and there's a bunch of sapient mushrooms living underneath it. It just premiered in October, the end of the month. And between the 20, I, I typed it wrong, the 24th and the 31st. So two days after premiered in that week, there were 21,240,000 watch hours on Netflix. And I think uh, Netflix potentially released the entire series, all 10 episodes to watch at once, which again, going back to what you were saying, or I just watched it or we stumbled upon it late enough where all 10 of them had been released by that, that point. Um, like I said, the trailer is interesting. So if you're curious on that, check out the show notes. Uh, what attracted me to it is Christian Slater voice is one of the main characters, Rand Ridley, who is the former director of this agency. And then his daughter is uh, the tech genius. She's voiced by Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, Clark Duke plays Brett Hand. That's the, the new guy. Trisha Campbell is Gigi Thompson and Andy Daly is J.R. Shampao. Then uh, some notable guest voices. Uh, There's a bunch more, but just a couple notable ones. Zachary Quinto, who you may recognize that name from other movies, but uh, in my world, the newer Star Trek movies as Spock. Henry Winkler, age to Fonz, right? As uh, Melvin Stupakwitz and uh, comedian Sherry O'Terry. And how about Gary Cole? Yeah, they're all providing some some voice uh, voice characterizations there within the show. So it's a very interesting show to check out. And I hope that you're able to see at least maybe a, a short teaser for an episode. You know, spend a couple minutes checking that out the last television related things that i want to uh, mention is the trailer was released at the video game awards 
uh, Wednesday or I think it was maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. I didn't watch it. But the VGAs occurred and the first trailer for the new Halo live action series was aired. It's a pretty short teaser trailer shows Master Chief and it will premiere in 2022 on Paramount Plus. So it looks really good. Uh, I've always enjoyed the live action clips they've done over the decades with Halo. I still remember some of the shorts that they did, you know, from back in the day with Halo 2 and Halo 3 before those premieres or around those premieres. Um, so, like I said, looking forward to that. Any uh, quick notes there, Howard, before uh, we move along? Thoughts? No, no. As I said, <laughs> this is a lot of stuff I haven't seen. I don't have time to see. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, I've got nothing. I got time and dang internet and get off my lawn. Howard's, Howard has uh, been spending his winter time so far uh, putting out Howard's Cave of Wonders. Uh, there's some, well, by now that this episode's out, if you haven't seen the last <laughs> few episodes, they've been these wonderful Christmas themed episodes. Um, and uh, hey, after this one, there's a, a, a special one. It's kind of long, but. Uh, it's it's it i've been working on it it's, it's something big Good. so mm-hmm. make sure you make sure you check that out right here on our channel or go to beerbluesbs.com and you can watch all the episodes right there all right well let's talk about some gaming huh what you can't watch them on on the website but you can get the link to the website where you can watch them right well it's just on youtube or facebook mm-hmm Mm-hmm. through beerbluesbs.com <laughs> okay so halo infinite the campaign was premiered this past week and i have had time to play two whole missions in the campaign uh partially because yes they are halo length missions uh second part is that I've been going through and uh, with the help of the online people who have already found every hidden crevice in the game, finding the skulls and audio clips as I go, because right now you are not able to replay those missions. You have to start a new save to then play through the campaign. So apparently Microsoft is working on that. I don't know how long it's going to take to do that, but the other piece is that the co-op campaign is not a thing at this time. And it might not happen until May? Maybe? I mean, this game's already been delayed two years, so it's another six months. I mean, whatever. But, uh, Howard, Rude Boy, Kyle, and and I can't go on our uh, amazing quests with, you know, warthogs flying off of cliffs and stuff like that. Probably until May. At, I don't know. Unless they rush it, which, I mean, whatever. But two missions. It's very dark. Uh, the, the scenery 
Everything is dark. There's not a lot of accent lighting or color. I read an article that just ripped the the game to pieces for that. I mean, it's very Halo-y where you're, you know, going through the bowels of structures and ships and whatnot and fight through these people to go push this button and then you go through here and push this button or collect this thing, whatever. But it's Halo. And I've been having a lot of fun headshotting grunts. So the the super pistol is back. So thanks for that. Let's move on. Battlefield 2042. It's on sale. So you still have uh, 37 minutes if you want to pick up the uh, version from Best Buy. You can do that uh, if you're watching in the past. But uh, there's that. Been playing a little bit of that here and there. Still pretty bad with, I think it's the connection to where we are. I mean, that has to be part of it because you see somebody and, and you're you're shooting them, blah, 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 and then you die. And it's just bizarre, which is also the piece that I will have Rude Boy Kyle on one of these days. And then he and I can tell you all about the fun that we've had in the Halo Infinite multiplayer which is absolutely shit <laughs> it's stupid so Battlefield has some problems you know with uh, just crazy things so hopefully they'll patch some of that as they continue working on this but Lawnmower Simulator I don't know how long the sale is going on 15 bucks you can pick it up for yourself through Steam. And the Ancient Britain DLC is available. In case you really want to get into that. <sighs> All right. Rapid fire here. Watched some movies recently. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Uh, got uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, uh, yeah, this is, you know, really good. Selma Hayek, I think that's her name. No, no. Who is it? Don't you remember? I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie, but I know it's not Selma I, Hayek. I know you didn't. <clears throat> it's a uh, 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 famous actress known for many movies, but um, I forgot. And how so well known, we've completely forgotten who it was. Well, I mean, this was like a week ago that I watched it, so. Oh, no, it is uh, Selma Hayek. Oh, Hmm. okay. I'm glad that I was right. Thanks for confirming, current Howard. (laughs) Appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Not too bad. Uh, Worth a watch. I don't think I'll rewatch it. Or buy it. The Courier. Interesting movie based off a true story. Now this uh, is during the... uh, Right before and during the Cuban Missile Crisis. About a businessman from Britain. Who ends up traveling to Russia numerous times. And ends up uh, being recruited, basically. By the CIA and MI6 to transport uh, messages and intel out of Russia from 
uh, uh, a, a Russian agent, if you will, high in the Russian government who wants to defect and tells uh, the story about how it goes and what happens. And uh, like I said, based off a true story, Benedict Cumberbatch is the leading actor in this. And it's a pretty good uh, spy thriller. So worth a shot there. Hi, Orion. You want to get in on a movie talk too? He's riveted. Uh, the Misfits. This one, a former Bond. Pierce Brosnan is uh, one of the individuals starring in this. And uh, a very uh, interesting tale in this movie. Not what I would expect about uh, a group of people who have to get together and uh, end up trying to steal some stuff. So... Again, worth a watch. Would I buy it or watch it again? Probably not. The Ice Road. Now, this one. This one uh, stars Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne is in this as well. It takes place between North Dakota and Manitoba. And most of the movie was filmed in Manitoba. Very interesting. You have my attention. There's some bad special effects in there and some over-dramatization and other physics-breaking items that I had issues with. But I finished the movie out of the premise that it was filmed in the area. And they even have... The current North Dakota plates on vehicles and current Manitoba plates on vehicles. So I'm like, damn it. They at least did some research. And you can tell the director of this movie or the writer was a huge fan of the show on the History Channel, Ice Road Truckers, because there's a lot of stuff that uh, it seems that they took from watching those episodes of those seasons for the 10 years or so that it was on. This one, if you want to watch a show about ice road trekkers with over-dramatization, it's your movie. If not, then you probably don't want to watch it. Uh, next one, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I did not really know what to expect going into this movie, so there's that. I knew it was a Marvel movie, but... Uh, other than that, know nothing about the characters or the comic books and really didn't see or shall I say watch any of the commercials or trailers or promotional media for it. So I didn't have a whole lot of an idea of what it would be. I enjoyed it. Um, other notes from the movie, the special effects are pretty darn good because, you know, it is a Marvel movie. And there is some crossover from a few of the other Marvel movies. So if you're into the Marvel collection in the phase one and phase two, make sure you add it to your list because it's it's a it's pretty good. And Michelle Yeoh is uh, one of the secondary main actor actresses, actors in the movie. And she played 
or plays Philippa Giorgio in Star Trek Discovery. So interesting crossover there. And then the Matrix Resurrections. We talked a little bit about it. I'll let you know how it is once that actually premieres, which will be two weeks for this show. But in watching this show now, go watch it just to say that you've watched it. How about some wrestling? We'll move right along. I made it through Dynamite tonight uh, to quickly watch it. There were some good moments. A couple good promos. CM Punk punked the Long Island crowd by coming out to MJF's music at the top of the show and then cutting a pretty long promo. So that was good. Continuing to set up their uh, match in the near future. Now in the past. I know the whole time thing gets all messed up when you're watching or listening to this episode, but go check it out a few weeks ago because there's some good clips available online. Uh, rest of the show had some pretty good spots, uh, some crazy moves in a couple of the women's matches, and uh, the Young Bucks returned to action if you're into watching them as a tag team. Had a pretty good tag match there with some killer moves. I will say. All right. One thing to note, a few Fozzie shows have been canceled because Chris Jericho has been hospitalized in the United Kingdom. So he's obviously busy because he's fronting Fozzie. They're on tour in in Europe. And of course, a wrestler, faction leader and commentator for AEW. Uh, he has been hospitalized and a couple shows have been canceled as of this show. So he shared on uh, one of his statuses that he's feeling good. They wanted to observe him overnight and he's in the right place. It's not COVID related. He said the tour has been great. 100% sold out everywhere they go and the crowd's been nuts. So you know, I don't know if he's still in hospital right now, but uh, all the best for Chris Jericho. They performed Wednesday night, but uh, and, and then he wasn't on uh, Dynamite because obviously they're in the UK and he hasn't been on AEW since he got beat up on the December 1st episode of Dynamite. So there's that. Hopefully nothing crazy from Chris Jericho. A a Jim Ross update. Uh, Jim Ross is now uh, receiving treatments for skin cancer, I believe it is, on his leg. And so he has been off commentary on AEW since the Thanksgiving episode. And his post today was that uh, his ninth treatment just happened on the ninth. And he says that he's healing well, but has challenging days ahead. So all the best to good old JR there. And then an interesting thing with Hulk Hogan. Have you heard anything about this? I know you're, you haven't really had a lot of time, but uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've seen things pop up in my timeline that Hulk Hogan, not 
doing well. Hulk Hogan health in question, you know, clickbait type things. So I kind of gave it a, yeah, whatever. We'll just pass along and it is what it is. Uh, his daughter, Brooke, posted some things that he's doing fine and he's eating and whatnot. Hulkster himself posted that he's back to his ninth grade weight of about 275 pounds. So whatever health issues he's going through, he has lost some weight. So there's that. But uh, again, these earlier reports were claiming that Hulk wasn't doing well and every day his health was declining more. So the latest update, he was seen in public carrying a walking cane. And of course, per these articles, they're suggesting that the megastars having difficulty walking because of his injuries over time and surgeries that he's had are finally catching up to him. I mean, we'll see. He is getting up there in age. So understandably so that he might have some trouble here and there. And it's not that embarrassing to or not embarrassing to have a a cane or any kind of assistance in actually being able to walk. Uh, He had multiple surgeries on his back and hips because of all of the leg drops dropping on the opponents. And... Uh, uh, Hulk also said that his spine got congested and his overall height decreased over the years from doing the leg drop. So interesting. Maybe he needs to invest in one of those zero G beds or something to help uh, decompress his body a little bit. Uh, Other than that, the big thing of note this week is that after last weekend's house shows and an incident where Jeff Hardy was in a match, halfway through the match, getting lethargic, did the hot tag as best he could and uh, went with security through the crowd and wasn't seen again. And then the next night, he was supposed to be at the show and was not at the show. The news came out uh, later in the week that he had been released by WWE. And then more information, whether it's true or not, is that uh, he had some issues going on, whether it's substance or alcohol abuse. I don't know what was showing because there haven't been any actual updates as of this recording. But he... Uh, apparently was told to go to rehab and that WWE would pay for it. He said no, and so they released him. Again, there's a a few of the wrestling pages that are saying that, but is it true? There's no, you know, I haven't seen an official statement on it. So it's purely speculation, folks, but... The truth there, Jeff Hardy is, as of this recording, not with WWE any longer. So there's a quick rundown of everything going on with all of that. Anything you want to touch on as you've been pondering in the corner? There's a corner behind me? What? Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I don't have much to 
Okay. Add. <laughs> so, as okay. uh, as I said, I I had a lot of stuff before, but it's it's been a week. It's been mm-hmm. it's been a week. Didn't know if any of it caught up with you. You know, <laughs> you had some time to think. <laughs> no, nope. I've just been sitting here listening. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Both to you and to our valued listeners or viewers. Mm-hmm. Now, if they, if uh, everyone listening or watching could go to beerbluesbs.com and click on merch, that would be awesome. Because you, yes, you, can get 20% off on most items on the store. And I say most items because there are some items where the price versus their cost of the item doesn't allow for the discount. And so it's certain things like the pint glasses. Okay, they're the price they are. But the shirts and stuff, towels, things for your wall, different things. There's so many different items. 20% 20% off. You can save a bundle right here in the holidays. And all you need to do is check out B3 Holiday when you're in the checkout. You got your cart ready to go. You're checking out. Type in that code B3 Holiday and at BeardLoseBS.com, click on merch. You can get a bunch of sweet threads for yourself, maybe your friends or your family. It's really the best way to share the love. Get some B3 apparel, the official merchandise of Beer Blues and BS. You have a pondering look there, Howard. No, well, no. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, well, yes, yes, even that. Or, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Nope. Well, sorry. Running out of steam. Running out of steam. <laughs> That's a great way to wrap up the year. <laughs> oh. We started like this, and so damn it, we might as well end like this too. Well, I mean, I mean, to wrap up the year, I mean, you, you technically you need a ball drop. So, uh... you've been holding that for like half an hour, haven't you? I am. I am. Uh, oh man, I am. I am uh, <clears throat> glad that I don't have any golf balls or tennis balls or anything sitting around here, because then we could make that joke twice. I I mean we could. I just have to get up and get another ball. Yeah, we better not do that. I mean, we've already done it once and. By God, it's going to be a massacre if we do it twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, final thoughts on 2021. I, you know, it was a year. It's, <laughs> that's uh, about all I got. It has definitely been a year. And has it been good? Eh. Has it been bad? Eh. 
but it's been real bad. At points, it's been real good. At points, am I hoping 2022 is a lot better? Yes, I am hoping that 2022 will be way better than uh, the past couple of years combined have been. So, and that goes to you, Brother Howard, to everyone uh, watching or listening as well. Hope that the new year is the best year yet and you get everything that you hope for and all the best opportunities and really what you need. You know, I hope it is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May everybody's year be better than us doing that ball dropping joke a second time. To uh hey hey kidder, kidder, kidder. Happy New Year. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well and uh with that kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. I think it's uh, probably time we wrap this up before I figure out that there's another ball right within arm's reach. You know, um, none of these bottles have been opened yet, but I'm thinking of opening it if we go on much longer. (laughs) So I suppose it's really at about that time that we do some of those cheap plugs, huh? Yep. All right. Where do we start? How about, even though we just mentioned it, BeerBluesBS.com, your home for everything right here in the Triple B. Your home of your good brothers, Howard Blues and Mark Kidder. Yes, it is BeerBluesBS.com. And if you click on merch, you check out our web store. There's all kinds of sweet merch on there, sweet swag. From pint glasses to tumblers to pillows, blankets, photos for your wall, shirts, all kinds of designs, all kinds of things, even uh, yoga mats. If you want to get the zen of the Triple B, you can get that at BeerBluesBS.com. Click on merch. And uh, again, through January 1st, you, yes, you can get 20% off. Just use the code. Yes, you too, Howard. You as well. 20% off for you. 20% off for you. Whoever else. Um, Yes, the tree in the back can even get 20% off. If the tree uses the code B3HOLIDAY, it's that easy. You set it and forget it? Nah, don't forget about it. B3HOLIDAY BeerBluesBS.com. Click on merch. Just uh, use that as your coupon code in the old checkout. Uh, Let's see. If you would, stop by our Facebook page. Click the thumbs up. Beer Blues and BS on Facebook. Your home for the good brothers on Facebook. And you get show updates. And when episodes are released, you get the links right there. Plus a lot of the things you can watch while you browse Facebook. So, why not, right? Beer Blues BS on Facebook. You can get that link on our website as well, beerbluesbs.com. And then, 
you know what? If you'd like to sponsor the show, if you got a business and you'd like to have some sponsorship opportunities, like getting a fancy logo right about here and say, hey, business XYZ, join them at this website. You can do that. Send us an email. That uh, contact info is at beerbluesbs.com. And get in while the getting's good, right? Before we gain millions and millions of followers, that sponsorship amount goes up. Let's see. Audio version. We're all over the place with uh, the audio versions. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio if you have the iHeartRadio app or on iHeart.com. You search Beer, Blues, and BS, and your good brothers are right there. Plus, we're also on the audio versions there, Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and, of course, that's through you know Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDB, Player FM, and Podbean. So if there's a place... We're probably there in the audio version. So join all of that at beerbluesbs.com as well. Because, yes, we would love for you to join us everywhere and anywhere that we are. You can follow us even right here on YouTube. If you're watching this, thank you for watching. If you're listening, head over to our YouTube page and you can see what we're talking about. Just... uh Go to beerbluesbs.com and click the YouTube button right there on your screen. So I suppose time to wrap this thing up. Let's uh, put a bow on 2021 and kick the football right out onto the river, shall we? Or do a football kick out into the river so it floats on out of here. Uh, He's Howard Blues, your host. And I'm the man, the myth, the legend. Mark Kenner, the other host of this here show that we call Beer Blues and BS. Thanks for joining us for this edition. Hey, there's free beer tomorrow, and uh, remember to keep your glass at least half full, if you would. We'll catch you on the uh, old dusty Tuscan trails. We head on pioneering into 2022. Happy New Year. All the best to you and your family from all of us here at the Triple B. We'll catch you on the next episode down the road. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Fight. Don't do anything. Okay. I, uh, you know, Kitter, I, I did try to extend the episode, but uh, I ended up dropping it. Yeah. Joke.
was electrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really should just take and put a cap on it, you know. <laughs> just don't know what to do anymore. You don't? No. Mm. I do. If I only had an outlet to talk about things like that. You know, there there are other ways to uh, to share how you're feeling, Kidder, besides talking about it. You know, you might find an activity. You know, take up something that expresses yourself, such as, uh, you know, checking the halls. Do you have a holly hidden around the corner, and is she going to bow? No. no. Hmm. Okay. You know, our audience is either groaning at all of these... Or they're going to enjoy the ride. That should work. (laughs) I was going to say, do I need to put a pin in it? Just clip them together. We'll correlate it later. Any big plans for the weekend? Are you going to go out and Paint the town red. I almost feel like we're cutting it close at this point. <laughs> orange, you're glad I started these puns? Uh, uh, orange, orange, you're glad. I really see what you did there. <laughs> you're looking a little tense, Skinner. So it's almost like you have it all bottled up inside. Watch this. Seriously. Watch this. Watch this episode. Or maybe this episode. I don't know. This episode? This episode? This episode? You know, Kitter, I, I would if I could. See, it's, it's wood paneling. I think that's cheating. Not very woody. You're just upset that I rocked that phone. Yeah. I got wood. It's good I have a saw. <laughs> Looks like a small weed whacker. Ah, nah, it's a chainsaw with a like circular blade on it. Which is really good because I, you know, was wanting to hammer that joke home. Are you are you running out of jokes yet? Are you pent up with frustration? I'm just feeling a little blue at how how long it's taken. But on the plus side, it's one magnum of a joke. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna, you know want to really add this to our golden highlight reel. (laughs) Don't know if you actually saw that this is a golden highlight. Hmm. Wow. We've come full circle. Mm -hmm. No, he's looking for another color. I'm just ready to 
they're, they're just celebrate a third third ball drop. <laughs> that's that's what you I might want to see for. a doctor about that. Didn't say it was mine. <laughs> Jeez. Here, I was going to celebrate with you, and, and all you got is you, you damn pessimism. I'm glad this year is over. <laughs> well, I, I feel bad. You, you now got like uh, sparkling champagne. Probably it's just cold duck. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> you I, don't like, know. I, yeah. I, I what do you got? Nothing. I got nothing. I didn't What's know it? we were toasting the new year. See that that's we're, is, we're all about the surprises here on the triple B, right? Bam. It would have been better if you would have done it on the show. This is like after the show. Well, I mean, it can be on the show if future Howard edits it right. He's not going to do that. This just looks bad for current Howard. Future Howard hmm. always protects current Howard. How about I just get the Tuscan tornado going then? It'll help you do a transition. It's kind of a weak tornado. Yeah, you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, closest thing I have that's drinkable right now would be paint water. Um, mm. Not going to do that. I have a color over I there can, called Sophie Champagne. I just can't reach it. Actually, I can wait if you'd like. Go get a beverage if you'd like. It's like midnight, kidder. I'm parent in charge this weekend. Water. Well, I mean, if I'm going to do that, I have a water bottle sitting right here. Oh, okay. Well, cheers, Howie Blues, to another successful year of beer, blues, and BS. May your glass never be empty. I don't tend to have that problem. And cheers to all of you watching or listening.